a fun thing, like a date night once a month where we do, and I, we were like, n- never again. Oh. Like, this is this is not happening. It's like, woof. The, the it's thing, work. it's it clean was, a chicken it was a lot of work. Literally, <laughs> you literally said that. I remember that. You said, I would rather go and clean the chicken coop than have to. Hi, friend. This is Annette. This is Jared. And welcome to our Happy Farmily podcast. We're passionate about happy, healthy relationships. And that only happens with happy, healthy people. So join us each week as we discuss the ingredients of making your own Happy Farmily. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Happy Farmily podcast, where today we are going to talk about all things uh, romance and keeping the passion alive. Oh, (laughs) Really? We're starting off with the cat purring. Yeah, why not? That's amazing. Um, It's Valentine's tomorrow, the day of love, which I think is slightly over-commercialized, as are all holidays and America. But I think it's good to talk about some of the things because everyone's talking about love and all those things. So here's a fun story about Jared and I that I'll kick us off with. You ready? Here we go. Okay. So six, five months ago, I don't know, some months ago, we thought it would be fun to do a date night that was completely different from the normal. Let me fill in. So I had read an article or something and it had said, if you want a totally shock therapy date nights, try this. So our normal date nights include us eating the vegan cheesecake that Jared <laughs> loves. We've talked about this a few episodes ago, the key lime pie, you know, this whole thing. So we were we're very low key, I think, right? <laughs> I mean, well No, what? Sounds pretty bad. Our date nights are, are we staying home or are we going downtown Atlanta yeah. for something swanky? Yeah. So and usually if it's, well, what's the traffic like? We That determines the yes. hedge of the bet. So cheesecake saying, is a huge win. It's a huge win. It's I wasn't saying win. it's bad. Yeah. No, but I mean, my inner temptation was like, yeah, date night, just chilling around the house. That is date yeah, night. We, we That's are, lazy, folks. We, we are Bad at being lazy. Okay, anyways, I'll tell you the story, and then we're going to touch on these points that are important that will go more into date night. We decided to do a date night that was very different from the normal just to jazz it up. Really, honestly, not that we need jazzing up because our life is quite jazzy day to day, but Jared found this site, and it's for married couples, and it gives you, like, ideas for dates, right? And so the idea was that we... This is going to sound so bad. You, you It does ex- sound bad. You explain it. I don't even... You explain The it. idea was you don't know each other. We if, pretend we don't know each other. If dating is back to dating, how long has it been? And for Annette and I, it's been 20... Plus years. Two. Two years 22 ago. years. So... We went for ice cream on our first date. Officially, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. So I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe this is a fun date night. Who knows? So we're going to pretend we don't know each other. And it gave you pointers like this can be kind of what you talk about. This can be what you do. And then it gave you ideas on like a name and your kind of job description or what you are. So not like we don't know each other at all and just trying to pretend. Because yeah. that would be impossible. Like, what, would be are impossible. Gonna, what are you going to talk about? And There's, so for me, yeah. it reminded me of the improv days in high school. 
and which you did I drama. Loved. I did. We both did. So I was like, improv. Yeah. we can do this. We can pull this off. Yeah. So it had some things like, uh, it said, well, there's different ways you can do this. One, go clean your car. Drive up as if, if your car's not often cleaned, this will be a new thing for just, your date night. Let me just say something. My car is full of hay and feed all the time. It's maybe a point of contention. Maybe we need to work on that to keep our romance and passion alive. Annette needs to clean the car more because it's a hot mess. So Go I was on. tempted by that. I was like, you know, I could just clean her car and act <laughs> like a new car. That'd be great. But um, but instead I went on to Turo, I think it is. Okay. And I went and rented a brand new Corvette. These are things we don't do, folks. Something Annette doesn't care the least about. <laughs> For life depended on it. She couldn't recognize a Corvette. From a Ford Taurus station wagon. No, I She I doesn't know, know the difference. I know what a station wagon is. Okay. I, I do. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. What he means is I I I don't want to say I don't care about cars, because that sounds like I have no it's it's just is not something that's high on my list of things. No, definitely not. I am happy with a functioning vehicle that gets me from point A to B. I'm not one for the car to be, and, and you know what? This is stories for another time because we've driven all sorts of different things. But at this point in my life, I'm happy with whatever. So he's right. I I do know what that car is, though. We should totally do an episode on the cars we've driven. I'm gonna just write that down. There because... are so many lessons. Yeah. <laughs> there is a podcast there. All right. <laughs> so I went and rented this car. It was a very. Very nice car. Brand new. Brand. And Turo is like, you know, I think I'm pronouncing it right. You rent it from a someone, not a dealer. Yeah. So I'm literally at someone's house parking my truck in their driveway, renting their fancy brand new Corvette. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm already thinking, Annette doesn't even care about this. What am I doing? Why did I just spend this money? But anyway, plan the whole date out, where we're going to go, what we're going to do, all these things as if we did not know each other. And as I'm driving home in this new Corvette, I start to realize, man, this is going to be harder than I thought. Yeah. My genius self is like, we're going to this new fancy vegan restaurant downtown Atlanta, way far away, (laughs) which later I read in the notes like, don't drive real far in the car, (laughs) which we'll tell you why here in a minute. So I pull up and take it away. And I was you know, dressed up, ready to go. And I was like, hi. I don't even remember what my name was. Something. Do you remember? Okay. Anyways, hi. We introduced each other. And this is what Jared says. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot this part. Oh, hi. Hello. You know, Um, supposedly I'm like looking for a new car and he's bringing me a car to test drive. And he's like, you can test drive this car and you get to drive it. And I'm like, are we for real right now? Now she's probably stressing. Now I'm stressed. He said, yeah, 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 you drive it. And I'm thinking, I don't want to drive this car for the next hour. (laughs) Well, she doesn't know where we're going. Atlanta. And can I give you another side point? I am wearing heels. May I say, the last time I wore heels this high was probably prior to having Ava. And I don't wear heels. Yeah. I wear. Boots with mud and and that's manure on them, and that's not an exaggeration. Pretty much all the time, yeah. and so I was having to drive this car, and I'm like, I was, I was a little, I was a little stressed because just driving and in traffic, and you're going, was it a nice car? A hundred percent. But we are doing the state, right? 
We're pretending we're going on this date. I'm hoping the whole time, don't crash it. Oh, don't I know. Crash the whole time I'm thinking, like, car. please drive. Don't get stopped by a police because I don't know. So now, what am I going to say? Like, oh, we just. Well, it wasn't stolen. No, I know. <laughs> it just, I just feel like it'd be more complicated. Sure. It would definitely be like, more complicated. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. And the whole time, the temptation, at least in my brain, was, and I think Annette would admit this. Are we really going to do this for a few hours? Like, are we really going to pretend to be somebody else? Are we for... doing this? But we were committed. committed. And I really thought, oh, because then I'm like, because then I'm like, I'm, I'm not breaking character. Oh no, I will talk to you about whatever it is I do for the next two hours, but I am not breaking character, which was actually kind of entertaining, because it was we, hard. We was very hard. We were at this restaurant, and there was all these people around us that I could tell were like kind of on a date or trying to get to know each other or whatever. And I was thinking, oh, is this what we look like? Yeah, we literally like, I, I was think like, so how are you? Where's your family from? I mean, I don't even know what I'm to like, say. I'm like, I'm giving up dating. I would never date. I know. I'm like, this is a sad realization for me. Like, I have no game. Yeah, for everybody dating out there. Props to you. Props to you. Because I got no game. I don't, I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say. Like, oh, yeah, you know. And here's my, <laughs> here's my thing. I told Annette. If I was dating today, this is how absolutely boring I'd be. I'd be like, hi, here's a document. This is what I'm about. Would you write what you're about? And we'll see if we're compatible or not. We'll sign an agreement and we'll get married. It's like a prenup, prearranged marriage all in one. How many cow women are you? Are you a 10 cow woman? Let's go. <laughs> so, I'd be like a 50 chicken woman. She's a 50 chicken woman. Not price-wise though. No, I'd, I'd be more valuable than that. But in, in terms of amounts of animals, that you're is 50. what I would be. Yeah. All right, I'd sure. All right, so we get to this fancy restaurant. We're keeping up the act. We order all this different food because that's another episode. What do you splurge and save on? That's a good one. (laughs) Okay. Annette and I have had this question lately with anyone we can find to answer it. Where do you splurge and where do you save? Or really, where are you cheap as all get out? So for me, it is when we're out, I am a wannabe foodie. So I'm like, oh, those appetizers sound good. We'll have one of everything. I'll never eat anything that looks creamy or cheesy. But if I go out to a nice restaurant, sure, I'll try it. I'm like, what is what is this, a different person? Yeah, well, I've got an undershirt on with holes in it. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we're there and we're keeping it up. And I'm just realizing, am I boring or is she boring? This is hard. I was literally trying to come up with conversation. Because it's not like, to, you can't hey, talk remember about- when Ava went to the bathroom yeah. last night? Yeah. Wasn't that amazing? Yeah. Or did you know in the garden I da-da-da? No. No. Can't do that. We don't know anything. We don't We don't know each other. We are strangers. We're trying to learn about trying each other. Trying to be in love. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so then, I don't know how fast or slow we're going. Okay, we're okay on time. I don't know. Yeah, so fine. basically, we finished eating there. And did we go get dessert somewhere else? I don't even remember. No, we went straight we... to golf. Yes. So I'm like, we're going to go to Top Golf. So, in this whole time we've been together, 22, 22 years, friends. Yep. Jared likes golfing. Mm-hmm. I think you do it well. I wouldn't know because he's never taken me to see him play golf. A whole side of his life that I don't even really know about. Every once in a while, you play golf, and I'm like, great. And then on this date night, he takes me to play golf. I don't know how to do that. You you did in college, and that was actually pretty good in college. We took a golf class together. No, no, I never played it. I took a class. I understand, but you you hit the ball well. And then I decided, let me give you some tips. <laughs> and then she gets terrible. You're right. You ruined it. Yeah. 
I thought we could be one of those couples on the golf course mm. where I'm wearing like a cute outfit, you know? Mm-hmm. <gasps> that could keep the romance alive. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, where we match? And I was like, and that's why we've never been golfing together. <laughs> no, I was thinking I'd be wearing one of those skirts. I don't know. When else would I wear one of those? Not out on the farm. So maybe, but but no, no, never been golfing. So we go to this top golf, golf place and I'm like, is he expecting me to hit the ball? And then I have to still pretend we're having like chit chat. Yeah, chit chat. Like back and forth. I don't even know what we're saying. Yeah, we're trying to flirt and it's like learning <laughs> it's to ride a bike so for the first awkward. time. I hit the ball some. Yeah. I did actually. It wasn't like the worst. It mm-hmm. was not the best, <laughs> but it was not the worst. I actually feel cringe talking about it. Yeah. And then it was cringy. We left there. And we've been at this for three hours. At least. And there's an hour-long drive back. Guess what? On the way back, I was like, you drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I drive. I'm thinking, I ain't driving this nice car again for another hour. No, not happening. It's true. <laughs> then we drove home, kissed and went to sleep. Next story. <laughs> it was, it said like once you got home and everything, then you, you know, once you like left, you could leave again and pretend like the date was over and then you were back to normal character. I was like, can we please be back to normal can we character? Be, can, can we, we please just this? talk about when is this over? Can, when is this experiment over? So I guess the whole point of the story is Well, no, no, let me add something. Okay. You gonna remember? Yeah. Okay. So it was like you could sign up to subscribe to these. Yeah. Oh yeah, like to what have one a month or something. Yeah. And after first one, I was like, oh, I'm exhausted. I couldn't do this. No, well, we thought, this is a great idea. This, this might be a, a fun thing, like a date night once a month where we do. And I, we were like, never again. Oh. Like, this is this is not happening. It's work. It was a lot of work. Literally. <laughs> you literally said that. I remember that. You said, I would rather go and clean the chicken coop than have to do this again and pretend. And I, I guess, well, what I was going to say is, you know, the reason we're saying this story is talking about an extreme example of something we did to do something different. We have been together a long time and hey, it's fun to, you know, try something new and different. But I think the reason, hopefully, that, you know, you are trying to keep love alive in your relationship is because you want to have a wonderful like day-to-day experience in your relationship in life. Like the reasons you do things maybe a little out of the norm or kind of fun or exciting is because, hey, it's nice to, I guess, not be in the same routine all the time. Yeah. And, I guess and, is what I'm trying And that and I can be very routine people. Very. And you, you lose that feeling like when you're dating, well, I mean, you go way back and it was like writing notes, right? Mm-hmm. That dates us. Yeah, no texty texties for us. Yep. Or was it's it on, elementary school? It you had the little paper. triangle notes, like oh, you pulled those up. Those were oh, those were fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were fun. So basically, yeah, we, we, you know, routine can happen, and then yeah. it just feels like, well, what do you want to do? Well, it's much easier to just chill around here, yeah, than take the effort to do more things. Sure. And if you do that through life, you get lazy. You get, you know. Things don't go well. Sure. You can do that with, why would I go work out? Why would I do this? Mm-hmm. This is easier. Well, I think the thought is the importance of keeping rom- romance and passion alive is to make the relationship work. Yeah. But because, what I was, yeah. So what I was going to say was by being intentional, 
being more deliberate on some mm. things. Like you can have those butterflies again mm. where it's like, I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to yeah. see them. And boy, when you get in the routine in the rat race yeah. of life, especially with kids, it's easy to fall out of that, you know, life, work, all these different things can happen. I mean, 100%. And we've had this frank conversation recently. Like, hey, what are what are we doing to make each other be special? And sometimes it's like, oh, well, that's hard with life. And that's like, I mean, when's the last time you cleaned the chicken coop? That's making me feel special. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hope you go, listen to last week. If we go back week. to your uh, like uh, acts of kind, what is it? Not acts of love kind. Love language. Your love languages. If you go back to your love languages, yeah, we're both acts of service. We we like to make sure the other one can do things for the other. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. But what do you think to keep, what are your thoughts on to keep you know, love or romance alive in terms of what do you think a guy or a girl should do or, you know, men and women are different. Okay, so for what me. What do you think about? Yeah, I think a healthy discipline is I'm not married. If I was trying to woo this girl, what would I be doing? You would be texting her. You would be flirting with her. You would be buying her flowers or little gifts. You would be taking her, you'd be planning a date and you'd surprise her. And you'd, so you, there was more thought going what? into the relationship yeah. when you're not around each other. Sure. It's a, it's taking up residence in your brain while you're at work. If you're dating someone or go back to when you were while you're at work, you're thinking about that person. Where am I going to take him tonight? What's going to happen? You know, all these different things. So I think it's super important to have space in your mind for your significant other. I think a lot of times it does happen where once you're in the relationship, you do get comfortable. Yeah. And it's just kind of like people stop putting in effort. Where I think the big mistake in that is, well, that's when your relationship, I mean, that's the rest of your life. You know, it's like you put in yeah. all this effort for the first part. And then if you don't, the, well, then it's not going to be a good relationship. It's not going to be like it was before. Or people a lot of times complain like, oh, I don't have butterflies or, oh, I don't have that feeling. Well, it's, a lot of times we're probably not putting in the same amount of effort or the same amount of you know time that as you were issue. prior to keep those things alive. That is the issue. Yeah. I think that's the issue. But so, and I th yeah. Okay. So there's another thing I think that you can bring into that mix and it is this idea of polarity. Mm -hmm. Fascinating concept. I didn't learn about till last couple of years. Polarity. And... You know, I think where it's discussed very specifically is something called sexual polarity. But mm -hmm. basically the idea of masculine and fem feminine, we live in a world where those ideas are even frowned upon to even mm -hmm. be talked about. Um, you know, we hear terms like toxic masculinity mm -hmm. and all this different stuff. And then, you know, you have all these different things. But the fascinating thing is that these uh, traits are not isolated to men and women. Women can be in their masculine. Mm -hmm. Men can be in their feminine. And you can see this where it really rubs. You probably have to go back to the Garden of Eden and what the curse <laughs> with Eve and all this stuff to see the striving for dominance. And basically, I'll, I'll take an example. Somebody gave, if you came home from work, you were running the ICU at your hospital. Mm -hmm. Your brain has been, I'm in charge. I'm leading. People depend on me. That is, there are a lot of reasons to argue that you're in your masculine element, mm -hmm. dominant, if you will. And 
you come home and I'm like, hey, beautiful, I'm going to do all these things to you or whatever. It's like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> what me. are you, don't touch me. Don't what touch are you me. talking about? <laughs> you literally have two people trying to be masculine and it's not working. So, boy, this is a whole topic in and of itself. Sure. But I think, I think, dig down that rabbit hole. There's some cool books I could recommend on it. But it's, uh, you have to have that polarity. I just think of magnets. You have to have a plus and minus mm -hmm. so that you're drawn together. If you're both trying to act one certain way, you're going to repel each other. And so anybody out there is like, boy, I don't have that. Or she doesn't feel this way or he doesn't act this way. This thing of polarity is such a huge deal as it relates with romance and passion. Um, well, and I think that's that's an area where if you don't feel like you have that, <clears throat> you should you gotta you have to be communicating about some of that. You know, like how is it you feel? And sometimes I'm I'm the first one to say I do not like talking about my feelings. I'm not a big like feeling gushy kind of person, but I think you have to talk through some of those things, like because if not, you don't even know. And you might be missing out on opportunity to have a better connection with each other because you're not actually figuring out, you know, what makes you kind of have that magnet yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a whole topic in and of itself. But I thought it'd be important here just to touch on it. Like, that's a key component to this. It's the dance. It's the game in a relationship that gets where it gets the playfulness, the mm -hmm. fun comes back. This idea of polarity, pretty awesome um, and pretty important. Okay. So, yeah. Um, how do you think, I'll touch on a few thoughts on how to reignite the, the passion and sustain the passion. So discovering shared interests. I mean, I think it's a given that if you have some shared interests, that's a good place to start in terms of things you can do together, spend time together in whether it's like a date night or whatnot. Or it could be maybe something new you both have an interest in that you've never done. Yeah. That could be something. Mm -hmm. um, prioritizing quality time. I mean, this to me is probably, I think this is the most important. Prioritizing quality time. Whether that be, you know, 15 minutes a day of just actually being able to connect and talk. Whether it be, you know, prioritizing a date night. And I think um, we were talking with some friends about this this weekend. Uh, I think... The date night concept, especially when you're married, I think a lot of times there are these grandiose thoughts, like we said at the beginning, of a date that's over the top where you do something so different. And while that is really fun, that's not realistic most of the time for normal life. So if you can't go out and go somewhere or do something, just make time at home be different you know, one night a week or one night a month or whatever to help it, to help make the other person feel special. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm guilty. I mean, I'm guilty. Always busy. Like if you always ask me, I'm like, oh yeah, I always have something I could be doing. You have to make the effort to 100% be like, I can't, I can't just always be busy. You have to just set some things aside and dedicate time to the person you're with. That's right. I mean, why? Because it's going to enhance your relationship. It's going to make your relationship better. And if you're going to have a lasting relationship, which is not the case in our world today. No. 
you have to put in the time and the commitment. So the day night, you know, once a week, if you've got kids and no one can watch them, I get that. That absolutely happens. Just prioritize time together when the kids, you know, are in sleeping or whatever it is. Uh, but which one of the greatest time. competitors for that is your phones. Yeah. Right. Whatever people want to, sure. I mean, the magnet in our phones. Yeah. It's like, put the phone aside, you know, force yourself to have a conversation. Uh, I think I was just thinking about this. One of the things I've seen the most, I'm sure there's studies on it. You might know. It's just something that seems to me like a, a common thing that happens in relationships when you're older and the child has gone away to college or maybe boarding school, high school or whatever. It's like the parents are two complete strangers in the same house. They haven't known each other for 18 years. Yeah. And I've, this is something that I, this is what I believe. Do I practice this all the time? Maybe not. And that's probably not fair to, to you, but I think in a relationship, it should be God first spouse, then your kid. And I think a lot of times it's kid first and then everything else, because if, if you're, if your spouse isn't the first and most important thing, then how are you going to be able to have that support system and what you need to be able to then do all the other million things for your child or for anything else? And so really prioritizing that time is important. Yeah. So we, we just, I think this is interesting. We had asked a few people, what is a good metric for a happy marriage? Mm -hmm. How would you determine? Yeah. If you were to ask a hundred couples are lined up and you 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 win a thousand bucks or something, if you get it right, you get one question to ask them. What you know, that's the question. Yeah. The, whatever the question may be, and you would determine, oh yeah, they got a they got a great marriage, or mm, I don't think so. So here's a few questions. One, do you spend at least two hours a week communicating with each other? Uh, another one was uh when you have a a high in life or a low, mm -hmm. something amazing or a terrible thing. Is your spouse the first person you go to? Like not a friend, not a family member. I'm trying to remember the other one was, uh, how many orgasms does your wife have? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or is that a frequent thing? Yeah. Not solo pleasure, but from from a husband. And then another one was, um, what was the other one? Oh, do you have a regular date night? Mm -hmm. Is there any others that I'm missing? I think that was the... Those are the core those ones. Those are probably the main ones, yeah. And I'm sure there's more. I'd love to hear if somebody hears... Here's this and says, yeah. oh, I got a few others I would ask. But there's got to be metrics that we could determine some of these relationships mm -hmm. and how, how good they are. Mm -hmm. Another one is communication, expressing your desires, feelings um, openly so your partner understands them. And a lot of times you can say something, but someone's not seeing it or hearing it the right way. So sometimes it's nice to, okay, make sure I'm hearing you right. This is what you're saying? Yes, that's what Or I'm don't saying. just assume. That's a big issue, I think. And the difference also between male and female, a lot of times a female, I think, just wants to assume the guy will understand or know. I, I think you have to you have to say it sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's times where I've told you, you were like, well, I never knew you wanted, you know, act, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, I just assumed. <laughs> you Me to lick know. your toes or something like oh, that. My Y'all. Feet are not fun, friends. And if y'all know my feet. That doesn't even like her feet touched no, by her shoes. Don't even touch. Mm -mm, don't look at them. Don't Stay look away. at her feet. Stay away. There ain't no looking of her toes. Another <laughs> one. Away. Keep the element of surprise. I think this is another one that's 
you have taken up thought and residence in my brain and I have actually gone through, I remember reading the book, The Power of Moments. Plant, take that book, if you've never read that by the Heath brothers, and bring it into your relationships. Mm. So like for Ava, this looks like at her birthday parties, I'm dressing up as whatever the theme is every year. I've been a bumblebee, I've been a butterfly. I think this next year I'm going to be a cat. Yeah. Um, But that means I bought you a gift. I planned a date. We're going to go on a trip. I wrote you this note. Whatever the thing me, I mean, texting is probably the most simple, but I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Even in the midst of my meeting, my busy day, you're on my mind. That means a lot. And so there's elements of surprise there. Don't don't make something just so routine with, oh, it's February 14. This is when I get roses. Like I never one, get the them ever time, any other time. I saw the funniest video on Instagram and it was this girl and she was like, you could tell she was on a farm. She's like, hey, gentlemen. Can I just tell you, on this Valentine, flowers are nice, but let me tell you what you what's even nicer, a baby cow. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like cuddling this little Highland cow, baby cow, and and if like a dairy cow, no, like a Highland, oh, just, like a little just fluffy, a baby cow, like a sweet, um, like a Highland cow, like okay. like uh, your sister cow. had, yeah, a little mm-hmm. fluffy, yeah. Um, and she's like, but you know what's even nicer than that? Some acreage. Maybe ten acres to put oh that baby cow on, oh like, and then on top of that, you might as well just get some chickens. And if you're gonna, so she goes through this whole thing, and it was so funny because again, it, it's saying a point. No, know your person too, sure. right? Yeah. Like it's true for someone that has that sort of lifestyle. Like you can get flowers, that's good, but they might be also growing flowers in their yard. So do something that's you know intentional. Probably surprising them with a chicken would be great, but. You know, know each other, but but do the surprise. But I just thought about that when you talked about the flowers. Do a gesture, not just on Valentine's. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's that's just the, the holiday we've picked to good. sell chocolates on. Really, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but um, so, how to reignite and keep the passion long term? I mean, intimacy obviously, I think, is probably the number one thing everyone always thinks of. Like, oh, you have to be, and I never know who all's listening here, so I'll just be. Be safe for the I'll be, children I'll listening. I'll be PG. But I think, I mean, we've been together for, we've been married for almost 18 years. Decades. <laughs> Seems like a long time. And I think we are the closest we've ever been in that now than and ever. But I think it's because we have probably communicated the most about, you know, intimate things and what we think or what we want or don't want and things like that. And I think that makes a difference. And it's sure kind of maybe, I think taboo a lot of times, I will say, I'll be 100% up front, growing up in a very conservative religious household, you know, you don't talk about some of those things. And so you don't know, I guess, growing up, what's, I don't know, good, bad, or what you should talk about. Um, And so, Sometimes it's maybe late, awkward to talk about those things, but I think, hey, if it's your person you're you know, spending your life with, the person you've chosen to be with, it's good to have some of those conversations on what you want. Yeah, I would say to those who are married out there, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and pick on those folks for a minute. If both parties in that relationship are not eager and desirous for sexual intimacy, it should be cause for concern. Mm -hmm. 
Is that fair to say? Yeah. And here's why. One should be, let's, I'll talk to the guys. If you're like, ah, I don't really want to get intimate with my wife. That may be because you, your literal physical body may not actually want to. Mm-hmm. You should be concerned for your health. Mm. Well, you're probably too stressed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> probably too stressed. But let's just say you're like, oh, no, I'm not stressed at all. And that's actually true. But stress is a good one to go, mm-hmm. go to first. Too stressed. I'm not really, whatever. Mm-hmm. But physiologically, like, you may say, you may realize, like, you know what? I don't, I don't really have those desires. Boy, I'm shaking your camera. Sorry. <laughs> you're fine. Um, you should get checked out. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your heart health like? Like, why don't you? Like, mm-hmm. that should be a part of a healthy mm-hmm. person's life and, and such. Um, so I think that's a reason for concern. Another may be, um, you know, the epidemic. Someone asked me recently, they said, did you have a problem with porn? Hmm. And I thought, you know, there's so many ways I could answer this. But I said, I grew up pre, like porn was not as accessible when I was growing you up. You actually had to go get You had to magazine. go get a VHS. Oh, okay. I'm <clears throat> sorry. A, yeah, let's go way back. You're right. I mean, that's the, that's the. A 80s. magazine yeah. or a VHS tape yeah. or a DVD. I'm dating myself. Yeah. And I said, and this guy was younger, and I'm like, I didn't have the drug dealer in my pocket. Yeah. Like, I don't know how some people stand a chance. Because now that literally drug, that is in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And you're, that's a concern. Like, because Mm -hmm. literally, you know, you have to fight to keep that away from you. Anyway, let me say this. Let me finish. Yeah. Porn is probably ruining more relationships than anything else. Mm -hmm. It is a super drug. Anybody addicted to porn, like, it's hurting you on so many levels you don't even know yet. Address it. Deal with it. I remember having a coaching session with a married, uh, like a marital coaching thing a couple of years ago. They were about to get married. And I was like, you know, there's any issues in your marriage or in your relationship that you see maybe an issue in your marriage. And, and the woman says, he's addicted to porn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, you know, they say that, you know, that expression, I think it's Oscar Wilde. Everything is about sex, except sex. Sex is about power. Hmm. And I said, is there any area in your life where you don't feel like you have power? And this guy was like, yeah, I mean, I live with my mom. She tells me everything to do and I have no autonomy in life. And I said, so I think you're using porn as like this voyeuristic journey of Mm -hmm. I'm seeing someone have power over another person. And it's, sadly, it's just an addictive drug trying to fill the place of Mm -hmm. what marriage should be all about. Mm -hmm. So- Porn and subsequent masturbation are ruining people's marriages. Mm-hmm. Like, get it out. It's I. I think it's as equal as cheating as going and cheating on your spouse with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's more deadly because they live in your own house. Sure. You were gonna say something. No, I was just gonna say in in this, um, in this on this topic that if the female is not wanting to you know be physically intimate a lot of times i think it's because there is a lack of communication or there is a lack of the husband fulfilling things for the female whether that's in the bedroom or in the home in general i think for a woman like if you're not help if you're not i'm just gonna sound weird because i'm gonna go back to like my acts of service is you know my love language is acts of service but it's like if i'm not feeling like you're listening or caring about other things that are important it's harder for me to care about your like physical needs and different things like that and then i can't and i don't and then i'm like oh no so -hmm. it's like you have to be able to know that it takes two 
right? It works both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for many people, go to that. If you feel like, man, my wife's just not like, are you providing? Yeah. Are Does you she feel like caring safe? for Does her outside watch? the bedroom? Right. A, a big thing is financially. Yeah. Or you feel really cared for. It's like, if you can make a woman feel safe, then it's like, okay, I can be safe and I can open up around mm-hmm. you. But otherwise, I don't trust you. I don't yeah. know what I don't know what you're I know what you do outside the bedroom. I don't trust you in the bedroom. And then yeah. it's a like disaster. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, there could probably be a whole podcast just on this, but probably so. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So I think it's important. Yeah. It's good also to touch on other forms of intimacy, which are intellectual in- intimacy, spiritual intimacy, and emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. which should be in the mix. And you can't really achieve all those without trying to have that connection, the communication, mm-hmm. the time together, the trying to have shared, you know, interest together. I don't think some of those can actually be fulfilled if you're not putting in the time. Mm-hmm. I think out of all of it, it's you got to really make dedicated time to talk about things and make an effort. Make yeah, make an effort. Which is hard. But you have to do it. I think you have to do it to have a happy relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is it, you know, are all relationships perfect all the time? No, you're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be times where you're, you know, going through things and that's okay. But I really think trying to do some of these things can be very helpful and guarantee a, a much more successful and happy relationship. Because you don't want to just be together. Like, that's not, you don't want to be like with a roommate and yeah, life is great, you know, but you want to have someone that makes you better that you want to be around that, you know, cheers you on. And there's, yeah, there's just a lot there. And on on the idea of, of passion and romance, I think people should know that sex particularly starts many hours before you're in a bedroom, Mm -hmm. like in the mind for, for someone to feel like I'm wanted, Mm -hmm. I'm desired. I've been told this, I've been this has been expressed to me. Mm-hmm. The mind has to get into the game long before the body can get mm-hmm. into the game. Well, especially if you do have a stressful life and you do have kids and there are all these things. Like you can't just be like, ta-da. Switch. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Do That's you, all I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. Do you know what does not help romance? And Keep the passion alive. Tell me. <laughs> when the chickens poop on our back porch. Well, that's for sure. I We have a lot of them. And Jared has expressed many times his desire for something to be done about the fact that they fly out and poop everywhere. And I was just really thinking about it today as I stepped in a little tiny delight on the oh. way to the barn, and I'm like, you know what? I got to – so that is part of my thing that I know I need to try to – I need to do, I need to do something. I need to clip their wings. I got to do something. There we go. So that we – We're winning <laughs> so here. So that we can this keep the romance date. alive because right now that's a blunder sometimes. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you good. for listening. But thank you for listening, and hope this was helpful. The show notes will have a lot of detail on all these points that you can look at and let us know if you have questions. But – Thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.